to Up Close with Carlos Say, celebrating art, entertainment and the human spirit. Welcome to another episode of Up Close with Carlos Seng. Today I am really excited to be joined by another very special guest. She is a social media influencer and also the CEO of Fashion Killer. Uh, I'm really excited to be introducing Lauren Nicole Campbell. Hi, welcome to the podcast. Hi Carlos, thank you for having me. No worries. Um, Yeah, so it's been nearly a year since the first lockdown was announced um what has this last year been like for you it has been an interesting ride i think both personally as well as work-wise um it's quite funny that the the pandemic started off as this whole two-week quarantine that we're supposed to be doing and then somehow we've managed to be a year on so that's been interesting um i definitely think um for my line of work Um, it's, you know, I think to a certain degree, while brands, you know, we've witnessed, um, the closure of brands like Arcadia, um, despite that, there has been a lot of people who have still been buying, um, whether that's good or bad, who knows, um, or whether they're just preparing for when lockdown is, um, done, um, there has still been that kind of, um, I guess you would say buying and I guess in in some regards that need for influencers still Mm. um uh, and depending on where you fall on the bracket of because you know there's always debates and conversations about influencers and whether they're good or whether they're bad or whatever the case may be um I definitely think that this time has allowed a lot of people to um find a form of escapism whether that be through their favorite influencer or even them themselves um you know dabbling in that area so for myself it's been it's been an interesting you know uh experience personally um having to be in lockdown but I guess from a career standpoint which sounds very strange I know despite the uh the climate has been um rather good you know um I was appointed as contributing curb editor for Cosmopolitan magazine mm-hmm. um in this time I've worked with so many brands I had I had only dreamed of or wanted to um during this time I've also had the opportunity to um get more readers on um fashion killer as well as more writers as well on that side so yeah it's been it's been an interesting time yeah absolutely um yeah I was I was going to turn over to social media a bit later um but yeah how how important do you think arts and fashion is going to be coming out of lockdown Oh, that's a really good question. Um, Obviously, 2020 became the year of the loungewear set. Um, And I guess to a certain extent, the way that we would experience things, even, you know, in regards to fashion week had changed so dramatically. I do think, however, that, um, you know, from a standpoint of creativity, this time for some definitely has you know hindered their creativity and made them feel kind of trapped in some ways which I think very interestingly is something that I'm experiencing lockdown three but didn't experience in the first lockdown um but on the flip side I think from my own experience of the first lockdown it it gave me a lot more time to really rest think 
and kind of be more creative and flex that creativity. So I would like to think that once we do come out of this, you know, pandemic era, art and fashion, beauty, all of that, just in terms of the space of art, would have definitely had a shift. And whether that be just from a standpoint of people being a lot more creative or just from a standpoint of people using, you know, um, events that are taking place in the world, whether that be politics, whether that be racial issues or whatever the case may be. um, I think that that there will be more creativity overall. Um, So I hope that art would reflect this time. Well, to a certain degree, I hope that art would reflect this time and I hope that art would be representative of all of the emotions that we've probably had during this time. Absolutely. Um, Yeah, I wanted to hear a bit about your background as well. Um, What was your childhood like and how did you become interested in beauty, fashion and lifestyle? So I come from a very matriarchal family um, of women who absolutely love shopping. I remember a lot of my time um, on weekends being spent in Brent Cross, being spent once um, Westfield then came around being spent in Westfield. It was like a very much of a a bonding experience, especially between my mother and I. Mm. So I come from a family who loves to shop and who always are about making sure that they look good and feel good. So I think growing up, a lot of my passion and enthusiasm for fashion came from the fact that I was witnessing all of these incredible women also loving fashion and loving to get dressed up. I'm an only child, so a lot of my time was spent either, you know, by myself, kind of to my own devices um, or with, you know, cousins and and older relatives. So I think I kind of developed this desire to be creative and do things. And I remember there would be times where I'd cut up, I'd have this bag of um, old clothes and I'd cut them up and kind of like rework them or just cut them up for the sake of cutting them up in this whole idea that I wanted to design something or I'd write about um, different fashion trends and things like that and that's really how the blog came around Um, so my first blog I started my actual first blog I started when I was 12 or 13 Um, I was super interested in fashion as well as celebrity gossip celebrity culture I was obsessed with Perez Hilton's website as well as Hollywood Life. (laughs) And I think probably after a while, I became less obsessed with um, celebrity culture, but still my need and love for fashion was there. And so by the time I was like maybe 15, I had had a conversation with a mentor about the fact that I wanted to become a fashion journalist. um, And he suggested that I started a blog and that's really how Fashion Killer started. So it was very much a personal blog. I would kind of write about the things that I had bought at Topshop and Primark that weekend. um, And it somehow manifested into what it is today um but yeah that that's that's essentially my upbringing and and how I came to love what I'm currently doing oh that's that's amazing um yeah so yeah as well as being the CEO of Fashion Killer you're also as you mentioned earlier you've you've become a contributing editor for uh, Cosmopolitan magazine and you're also a signed model to um, IMM agency um how would you describe your occupation It's often very difficult um, because I think, especially when you're maybe not necessarily in a creative, in creative spaces, 
having to kind of reel off every single um, occupation that I have um, is kind of long sometimes, whereas other people just be like, doctor, lawyer, you know, just straight to the point. Um, Mine's more like, I do this and that and that and that and that. So um, I tend to just say kind of like a multi-hyphenate creative, um, someone who I absolutely love and who I, yeah, I just adore Flex Mammy. Um, she calls herself a slashy because she does, she has a podcast, she has a business, she has all these different things. So I love using that as well. Um, but yeah, I think <laughs> I'm just someone who's in the creative space and just trying to figure out um, no, not really figure out, but just kind of doing what I love to do. And it just includes a lot of different things. <laughs> yeah, um, I wanted to turn to social media where you have really grown a huge platform as an influencer. Um, what does being a social media influencer mean to you? For me, I think it's probably maybe different to, I don't know, maybe it's not different to what other people would say. But I think for me, my space and the space that I've created have has always just been about being myself and being authentic and creating from uh, the guise of this is what I like rather than I want to follow the trends of what other people are doing or or conforming or, you know, fitting myself into a specific box. Um, I would say that, yes, of course, with that comes, you know, quote unquote, influencer, um, the title of a being an influencer but I would say more so I'm from the standpoint of being a content creator so I just like creating content and whether people resonate with it and want to buy the product once they see that content or or want to maybe you know include a little bit more pink into their wardrobe or or um you know be a a little bit more confident um with their selves through seeing the way that I I show up in the world amazing I love that that's great um but yeah for me it's really just being about authentic and posting the sorts of things that I love and I and I think in a maybe a selfish way posting the things that I probably wanted to see when I was younger so yeah absolutely um yeah there's been a lot of concern as well about around um social media and mental health um how do you look after your own mental health and do you see yourself as a good role model I like this question um, <laughs> um I would say in terms of looking after my mental health um for me it's very important to know when maybe I need to use that mute button or when I need to get off the app I think that sometimes especially when I was younger because albeit social media so I'm 23 so I probably started using social media around you know 13 14 maybe 12 um but my use of social media was like Bebo Hotel and um Pub Penguin so it kind of I think that it's probably a lot more difficult now um even just me saying you know mute or put down your phone it's probably a lot more difficult now for the younger generation you know having TikTok and Instagram and all these other things um but I would say that I found it so powerful to be able to know how to curate my 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 timeline and who I'm following so if there's an account that makes me feel a particular type of way about myself or my worth um I have that kind of mindset where I'm like you know what maybe I'll just unfollow or 
you know, sometimes people don't like to use the unfollow button. So maybe I'll just mute for the time being. Um, and hopefully, eventually, you know, I'll, I'll get into that mindset of comparison is the thief of joy and I'm not going to compare myself to this person but it's difficult um and then to answer your your next question um do I think I'm a role model that's a really good question I think that I I would like to say that I would hope the way that I present myself and the fact that I believe I believe I am someone who is who moves with integrity and is authentic and tries to be as vulnerable as I can and as honest as I can, I would hope that that would be, um, you know, uh, I guess you could say, quote unquote, someone who's a role model. I know that for me personally, I just like to know that I'm doing as best as I can possibly do you know we're human we make mistakes we sometimes say things incorrectly we sometimes do things that aren't the best thing um but I would like to hope that that as I grow and as I learn more and you know I age um I'm being the best type of person that I can be and and if that makes me a role model I love that amazing if not cool I'm here to live (laughs) that's all I can (laughs) do (laughs) absolutely um yeah you're a strong advocate for women's rights and over the last few weeks we've seen rising tensions following the tragic case of Sheva Everard um four years on from um, the Me Too movement um how far has society come and how much further do we need to go I think we've got a long way to go um and I think we've got a long way to go in terms of having open conversations in terms of making sure that people in general, but especially women, are feeling comfortable and are feeling like they are heard and understood. Um, I think that it's it's unfortunate and it's sad that we currently are living in a society where, you know, this sort of thing can happen. And, and on the flip side of that, when something like a murder happens of... And a woman of a woman who, you know, she was just trying to go home. It's sad that we have heard suggestions of, well, maybe women should not walk alone at night or, you know, maybe women should stay at home. And I think that there needs to be more pressure on society as a whole to just make sure that everyone is treated equally and is treated fairly and feels safe and feels just just everyone has the ability to live um because really that's all it is I think that you know whether we're looking at this case whether we're looking at what's happening in America with Asian Americans whether we're looking at what's happening um in terms of Black Lives Matter all of these cases um and beyond those it's literally just down to can we all just be better humans and love each other and treat each other with respect and allow each other to live um you know so it's there's a long way to go and I wish I had the solution unfortunately not but I do hope that as a society we can band together and and grow from this 
Yeah, absolutely. I think it's definitely about, you know, keeping everybody safe and keeping everybody feeling respected. Um, and it's been interesting to see the change that has come from me too. Um, of course, still a, long, a lot of work to be done. Um, but I was curious as well, you know, four years on from now, um, what change do you think we'll see from uh, the events of Black Lives Matter from last year? Oh, um, I want to be optimistic and say that there will be lots of change. Um, I want to be optimistic and say that we are not going to see the issues that we currently see, whether it comes to police brutality, whether it comes to the pay, pay gap, whether it comes to just the, you know, everyday microaggressions and, you know, as maybe controversial as it is to say, even what is happening with Meghan Markle, I would hope that we are in a standpoint where we are all just treated more equally and it's a thing of the past where it's like oh yeah I, I think we all now recognize that yes black lives matter um however unfortunately if I'm speaking realistically and if I even just think about um you know how far we've come quote unquote uh from the the death of Brianna Brianna Taylor mm -hmm. Um, you know, I, I'm not sure I can positively say that a lot has changed since then, which is really sad to say. So I would like to think that from four years from now, there will be so much change and that we'll be able to come back to this podcast and be like, yeah, let's be optimistic. And yes, we said that hopefully there will be change. Um, but yeah, it's, I'm hoping for better days for all yes well there's definitely um scope to be optimistic um yeah yeah we had joey de rosario on here on the podcast a few weeks ago and uh obviously she is a contributor to fashion killer i was wondering what do you look for in aspiring writers for me uh fashion killer has of course it started off as a personal blog but now I think even more, more needed than, than ever before. Um, I think it's important that all voices are given uh, a chance to be heard. So for me, it's just important that our writers are people who want to talk about specific things. And yes, of course, Fashion Killer, even in the name, we speak about fashion, but we even go beyond that. Um, really, it's just about speaking about things that women are going through and even people in general are going through. Uh, Joey is incredible because she has, you know, she's done some amazing things in the sense of her beauty brand in the sense of her writing in the sense of her journey just as a human I think that I really value having Joey on the team I really value having Lucy on the team as well who is um, one of our fashion writers but I just love the fact that um, it's no longer just I think I guess you could say an echo chamber, echo chamber of my voice. I like the fact that there's other people who have been given the opportunity and platform to speak. And whether that be Joey, whether that be Lucy, whether that be any of the other writers that we have on board, Hannah, Michelle, and so on. Um, 
it's great that that the platform has been able to give our readers um kind of more insight into life um and yeah whether we're speaking about dating sex and relationships or whether we're speaking about beauty or whether we're speaking about um the latest trend or being in defense of wearing jeans during lockdown um there's just so much room for other opinions and that's what I love the most yeah it's definitely a great platform for diversity and you know a really great reflection of you know the world that we're living in as well um yeah going back to your own work as well um what sort of content do you hope to be um creating over the next uh, few years which might be a bit different to what you're doing now Oh, that's a really good question. I would love to be doing a lot more uh, directing work. So I think that, you know, through my own personal uh, social media, as well as through Fashion Killer, as well as the work that I'm doing on Cosmopolitan, um, I really want to put those who are often not given the chance to be represented at the forefront. So um, I would like to hope that in the future I am, um, you know, creatively directing a lot more campaigns and projects and editorials. Um, I would like to think that I'm still writing. I have so many things that I want to do. I could like list a whole bunch of things that I want to do. But yes, I'd love to be writing a lot more. Um, I'd love to be writing, especially from my own personal point of view. So things that are affecting me, things that are going on in my life, um, be a lot more vulnerable as well and kind of open to having these sorts of discussions. So yeah, there's, there's a lot more to come. Yeah, um, obviously, you know, with social media and the internet really only booming over the last couple of years, um, and, you know, all of the influences that we generally see are, you know, under 30, early 20s. Um, mm. Do you ever worry about how sustainable your career is? Mm, good question. Um, I think that in this day and age, um, you know, even if we think about kind of this time eight years ago, maybe even a bit longer than that, this time 10 years ago, for sure anyway, there was no TikTok superstars. Um, so I am open to the fact that who knows what can happen in the next five years, who knows what happens can, ha can happen in the next two decades. Um, I'm just open to the fact that I am someone who can be flexible, and who has a certain level of skill that I believe would be transferable, depending on whatever industry I decide to go into and depending on whatever businesses or, or trajectory I am on. Um, I am interested to see what happens with the scope of influencers. I'm interested to see how things develop. You know, we never probably would have imagined that we went from... Um, vine to tiktok so i'm interested to see um how things develop but i definitely don't think there will be a death of the influencer industry anytime soon if i'm completely honest um it's probably the industry i think as a whole has probably um been very good in terms of because before we went from seeing a lot of celebrity endorsements 
whether that was J-Lo or Britney bringing out a different fragrance or whether that was Beyonce um, in a, I want to say it's Pepsi, but maybe it was a, a, a Coke, yeah. Coca-Cola. Pepsi, and yeah. Pepsi um, commercial. I think that now we've just gone from that sort of era to now it's in the throw or Sarah Ashcroft or whoever else so or Molly May for example so I think that the industry as a whole is not going to die because there's always going to be influences whether it's a celebrity who sings or whether it is a celebrity who's just come off of a reality tv show so I'm interested to see what happens but yeah who knows what the future holds yeah definitely um yeah just as a last question now um what do you most want people to know about you oh um what I would like people to most know about me is that oh that's such a good question I am somebody who really just has a passion oh my gosh this sounds so cringe who really just has a passion for all things related to fashion and beauty um and who is an advocate of making sure that those who aren't represented are whether that be plus size uh women people whether that be those in marginalized groups those are the things that I'm really um advocating and interested in so yes that is who I am I guess Oh, very interesting um, to hear and yeah, very illuminating to get your thoughts. Um, Laura Nicole Campbell, thank you so much for your time. Thank you so much for having me.